and gentlemen, legend in my spare time podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the IHOP Network, the international house of podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seth. And we're Dinner and a Podcast, and you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. Legend in my spare time. Legend in my spare time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Hi, this is Carl Weathers, and you're listening to Legend in My Spare Time Podcast. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson from Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard, and you're listening to Legend in My Spare Time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners all around the world, to a brand new edition of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right, Legend in My Spare Time is back, baby. It's the one and only Matt motherfucking Lees. Glad to be with you as always. Make sure you follow us at Legend Podcast on Twitter and use the hashtag L-I-M-S-T. But before we go too far, I got to double check. I'm going to do it like Ozzy and the Palm do it. Do I have a beautiful young Welshman on the line? Oh, are we expecting someone else? Da-da-da-da-da-da. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. That's his joke for the week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Just Bye. kidding. Nice to have you back, Just Johnny. Welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? I am really good, thank you. How are you? Fucking wonderful. It's been at least three hours since I saw you, so we needed that little update. You know what I mean? At least, at least three hours. Hey, look, folks, we're glad to be back, and we're also glad to be part of the IHOP Network. That's with all our buddies over there, all those other podcasts, including the aforementioned Ozzy and the Palm Show, Dinner and a Podcast, and I even heard that not another nerdy podcast are recording a new episode. You hear silence on the other end because just Johnny just fell down out of shock. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Nice word. Nice word. Flabbergasted. Uh, word of the day, toilet paper. Is it? Flabbergasted in toilet paper? Is there a joke there I'm missing? It's the friend's quote now when Joey starts using big words and he look, everyone looks at him strange and he's like, ah, oh, Chandler got word of the day, toilet paper. Uh, so yeah. it's like, you know, use this word today and then you, you read it and then you wipe your ass. Ah, yes, yes, I remember. Kind of Ruined the joke now if I have to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, at least we're consistent. You know what I'm saying? So please check out our friends at the IHOP Network. And uh, here we are <coughs> once again, and I'm sure it's been a week or two weeks of pure excitement on your side, at least. Is that right, Johnny? Oh, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I couldn't even think of something funny, witty, or anything to say other than that. Yeah, well, I mean, you are the, he is, ladies and gentlemen, the most exciting man in podcasting. So you just never know what he's been up to or where he's been. And uh, when I say if you never know where he's been, that's a different thing. You know what I mean? There's a couple of levels when you say that about just Johnny. I thought we were never ever going to, you know, address that. I thought that was just going to be brushed over. Listen, man, I like breaking promises. I like breaking hearts. You know what I'm saying? You break the hearts, I'll break the promises, and we're a fantastic team, you know? No, I feel hurt now. Oh, listen, you're all, your feelings are always a little bit hurt, aren't they? At least a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Now, folks, 
Last time we had an episode, we told you that we were going to sit through and watch the Michael Jackson documentary, ne- Finding Neverland. Le- leaving Neverland? Finding Neverland? One of them's a Johnny Depp movie, and one of them's the one about Michael Jackson. So either way, uh, as you can probably tell by the fact that I don't know the title, I didn't get through it all, and I'm going to go out on a whim here and say that just Johnny also didn't watch it. My response is, Fuck! Yes. And there's something I was meant to do. That's okay. Listen, folks, we love keeping promises. So we like breaking hearts. Uh, we like breaking promises. So fuck it. Uh, but I have a reason behind it, man. I started to watch the Michael Jackson documentary, and I immediately became very uncomfortable, and I turned it off. So there we have it. So- I've heard uh, a few s- lines from maybe 10, 15 minutes in, and... Do you mind, like, someone already says, like, ah, you know, how, how was the film? You're like, eh. Yeah. And then they say it was good. You you know, you're like, oh, but you went there. Yeah, you, yeah. I think, and it's, you know, and obviously if anyone that's seen this can corroborate whether it's true or not, but apparently the line in question was, uh, and then he, what's it? he used to get me to bend over in front of him and spread my bum cheeks and he would masturbate. Ah. <sighs> So for, it's kind of one. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, either way, this is not going to be a, a nice situation. It's going to be either a good or a bad thing. Like it's mm-hmm. either they're lying. It's never a good thing. I'm just saying either they're lying or they're not. But either way, this is probably going to be one of those. Yeah uncomfortable situation yeah and as we discussed in our most recent episode, my opinions have not changed. Maybe dude was a monster, but he's not around to defend himself. <laughs> they randomly put up this documentary, and now I'm not allowed to listen to Billie Jean anymore. Pardon me. I'm not allowed to listen to Billie Jean anymore. You know what I'm well, saying? In so, public. Well, yeah. So, I I don't know. Again, I folks, if he did it, he's a monster, but it's easy for them to accuse him of something when he's not here anymore. You know what I mean? And I got to tell, I got to say again, this went to court, right? This it went did. And court. allegedly innocent by a jury of his peers, I believe is the... So... Fuck, I don't know, man. Listen, folks, there's lots of podcasts out there that have gone super in-depth on this topic. It makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> that's about the best. Yeah, I like that. Well done. Well done, you dirty fucker. Uh, but so, yeah, look, we didn't we didn't get through that documentary, but we have done stuff, and we've even done stuff together. So we do have a couple of things we can talk about <laughs> this week. Uh, you stop that. Um, not least mentioning the fact that we went to see Captain Marvel. We did. I forgot about that. So, you know, we can talk about that. Uh, we're going to tell a little story because I can't remember if we told it about the time that uh, Tony Dad Jokes tried to kill my wife. I don't know if we've told that story yet, so we're going to tell it. I feel like we must have, but let's, you know, we can just, it can be repeated. It bears repeating. Yeah, yeah. but just before we move on, okay. Uh, someone, uh, you see all these tweets and posts about was in the news and just after the documentary came out finding leave in neverland uh someone posted a picture i don't know if you've seen this with elvis presley on there mm-hmm. basically saying that he moved okay for some reason i want to say priscilla like his wife he she he was 20 fuck i can't remember whether he was 25 or 29 she was 14 at the time moved in with him and then they got married when she hit legal age and it's kind of like, you know, someone says that isn't dodgy as fuck and you can't say that he wasn't trying at least to, you know, fool around with it. And then I saw recently someone's kind of uh, questioning Drake because didn't he do that with his 
last girlfriend and hasn't he yeah. been very chummy with Eleven from yeah, Stranger Things? Yeah, there's some fucking, it's weird, man. It's weird it stuff, is. you know? And it's my- kind of like, why rip, why, you know, bring up all dirt? It's, shouldn't it be a case of like, if this is true, shouldn't it all be, why televise this if he's dead? Why not just try and sort it out? Yeah. Because look, 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 if he's guilty, it went to court, he got a quote unquote, got away with it, AKA probably paid these motherfuckers a lot of money. Right. So, and again, I am not defending Michael Jackson if he turns out to be a pedo or a rapist. Okay. But hear me out here. Hear me out. If, if let's say I do something terrible to you, just Johnny. All right. And I have a normal day. Well, yeah. Okay. Something, but no, 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 no. Listen. I'm fucking, I'm fucking nice to you, all right? And if you tell our listeners any different, I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh, sorry. I'm going to bring out the fucking beaten chain again. That's right. Don't make me get the chain, Just Johnny. Chain Turn up your command. mic, sit in your chair, and co-host his podcast, and don't make me hurt you. Here. Here's my thing, okay? And again, folks, ladies and gentlemen, I am not defending this man, Michael Jackson, if he is indeed guilty, but we don't know that he is. Anyway, let's say I run over Just Johnny's foot in my car, okay? I'm downgrading the 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 uh amounts or i'm I'm downgrading the level of horrendousness okay okay i've run over your foot with my car and i've broken your foot and you've gone what the fuck man and we've talked it out and you've said look buy me the complete collection of game of thrones whiskey and we'll call it even okay i'm not comparing running over your foot in a car with rape all right i know i keep trying to defend this i'm just trying to make a point so we agree, I buy you the whiskey, everything's gone. Then all of a sudden, five years later, a lawyer calls me and says that you're suing me for driving over your foot five years ago. That does seem a bit of a bitch move. Right? If you, <laughs> if you took a payout, then it's over, right? I, and again, uh, fuck it, I'm not going to defend it anymore. People know where I'm coming from here. I'm just yeah, saying. Like it's over. But, you know, it's like if that did happen, and like, let's just say you ran over someone's foot. Wouldn't you not kind of get them to maybe sign something or like secretly record them saying, look, are we cool? Like, I, I'm giving you this. Yeah. You know, you understand that this was an accident is, is my way of trying to say sorry. We we cool. Like, you would think you're not going to turn think. code on me in like 10 years. And they'd be like, nah, we're cool. Yeah. And I mean, but my- again, what? go ahead, please, please. I was just going to say again, why is no one looking at people who are alive today? That's right. Like yeah. you hear so much shit. About again, maybe Drake, maybe, maybe Elvis. You know, why? Why just focus on this one dude? Yep, yep, I understand because it's an easy target, right? It's I easy. Mean, to, it's easy to say Michael Jackson was a dirtbag. Now I can prove that he wasn't. I think if you take the word of Macaulay Culkin, aka Kevin McAllister, who said Michael Jackson never did anything fucked up to me, and if Michael Jackson was into fucking little boys, he definitely would have fucked Kevin McAllister. Am I right? Would you? I. Like, I'm not into little boys, so I don't know. But I imagine into boys if I was into li- well, exactly. If, but if I was into boys, aka little boys, I imagine blonde hair, blue eyes would be my cup of tea, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I obviously I loved the films as a kid, but looking back now, you're like, yeah, he's a bit of a you know, c- come on, he's lazy. They he's- rush you to go on holidays, mm. and he's like, eh, like. Oh, yeah. I, reckon they, I reckon they left him behind on purpose. Yeah, the character of Kevin McAllister is quite the cunt, let's be honest. He's quite the spoiled and little brat. As horrible as it sounds as he's grown up, he did not age well. No, unfortunately. Sorry, Macaulay. Sorry, Mac. I know you're listening <coughs> to this show loyally. Uh, we still love you. You know what I mean? You know, but, this is just 
playful banter between right. mates. Exactly. But you're not the prettiest dude here. You know what I mean? This comes from two other dudes that aren't the prettiest. But goddamn. It's just like, uh, for instance, you know, you, you watch interviews and like I'll watch anyone interview like, you know, tree surgeons, ability freed climber like i'll watch interviews with anyone but watching him interview i'm just like this dude just seems normal it's it's like if i was getting interviewed by oprah and she's like so tell me about your life and i'm like i work nine to five really yeah and i have a friend yeah, where we do a podcast yeah everyone's gonna be like dude why the fuck is this guy on your show and you know it's i don't know i don't know or maybe maybe this you know macaulay clock is too big and it's kind of like Come on, if you found £20 on the floor, you're like, fuck yeah, I found 20 quid. Low-hanging fruit. But if you saw some guy's wallet, like, half hanging out of his coat, and you're thinking, oh, I could grab that so easy. Like, the risk to reward, mm. you know. Back then, Macaulay Clocking was huge. Uh, you know, Home yep. Alone was, well, child actor, this whole future. Like, maybe it was too risky. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I like the movies. I enjoyed his episode of JRE, um, but he is a weird dude. I had to and turn that off. Yeah, you didn't like it, huh? I, I was like, dude, this like boring. Like even listening to random like politicians or people, I have no, I have like no idea what they're doing or what they're talking about. Like MMA, I I like martial arts in training it. But I'm not a big fan of like watching it. I don't really like, watch a lot of sports. But I've listened to some of his fight companions because when they start going off topic, topic talking training, diet, exercise, and all this, I'm like, or you know, ripping on Eddie Bravo for believing that the Earth is flat. Like that's see, I I, I can watch that, but no, Macaulay, I was done. I'm out. Yeah, and Macaulay Culkin, if I could give you some advice, sir, like he needs advice from us. You're not as funny <laughs> as you think you are, man. Um, no. some of his tweets, oh, he just, I don't know, dude, not, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the funniest motherfucker in the world, but like some of his tweets are just strange, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, here we go. Here we go. Here's oh, I thought you were going to, uh, we got him on the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, here he is. Uh, no, uh, here's one. If there's one thing I regret about the nineties, said Macaulay Culkin. He, it's not hearing a hardcore diss track from Sixpence None the Richer, who are the, the band who sang Kiss Me. Um, yeah. There's really only like five actors in all of England, and they just take turns being the villain. Okay. Ignore James Bond. Ignore Idris Elba. Like in well, all the films that he's doing now at the moment, he's the hero. Yeah. Uh, if you think you know a British <laughs> actor but can't place them, they're either in Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, or both. Yeah, but think about it. If you're a British actor... That is like to be in Harry Potter is like an honor, but it's kind of like I can't even think of like sort of famous American things that are more that never quite translate over here. Like maybe they're home and alone or whatever, mm. even though it's Australian. Mm. Well, so Beverly yeah. Hills 90210 or something. Come on, if like Simpsons, there you go. It's like no matter how big you are. If you get a chance to be on Simpsons or Friends when it was big, look at all the big stars that were on there. Mm -hmm. That wasn't exactly, you know, the highlight of many people's career, unless it's obviously a major career. But Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis, Julia Roberts, Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, Robin Williams. Yeah, come on, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's it's an honor. Yeah. Look, I think he's just pissed that he wasn't on there. Yeah, it could be. Look, we'll stop bashing. 
Macaulay Culkin now, because you know how much I hate having Twitter beefs with celebrities. Hashtag fuck you, Corey Feldman. Um, so there you there you have it, folks. We're just randomly bashing folks on Twitter now, because that's what we do. The way he worked up or anything. No. But has there been any uh, further development in the Corey Feldman case? Like, have they ponied up the money for him? Or? I've, I, honestly, he's blocked me on everything, so I have no idea. I can't read his tweets. I can't see his profile. So, I mean, I know I could just log out and blah, 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 but I'm not going to work that hard at it. I haven't heard any way that someone's tried to kill him, and I haven't heard that people have given him millions of dollars to protect himself. So, who the fuck knows? Corey Feldman. I invited him, ladies and gentlemen, on this very podcast to discuss our beef and have it out. And he blocked me. Motherfucker doesn't want any part of it. So there you go. Hashtag fuck you, Corey Feldman. Now. I reckon that should be added on our, you know, podcast victories. Should be on like, yeah, our, our beef victories. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've beaten Corey Feldman too. You know what I mean? Oh, not like that. No, 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 no. Not like a Michael Jackson way. No, wait. We're not going back to that. We don't know what Michael did. God damn it. Now, I got one thing I want to talk about, but I also have to, a listener has picked a beef with you just, Johnny, based on our last episode. Do you want me to give you that now, or should we save that for the for the ending, the build-up? Uh, uh, I mean, we can go for it now, because there's a good chance that we'll digress. and. <clears throat> okay. Well, as our good friend JJ from Mars Needs Podcast says, embrace the tangent. That's what he told me. Embrace okay. the tangent. Um, as a math nerd, that speaks loads of volumes to me. Well, I mean, the problem is... I'm a radio broadcaster originally, not a podcaster. You know this, Just Johnny, but maybe the listeners don't. I mean, if you've been listening to this show for 10 years now and you didn't know I was a broadcaster, you're probably not listening properly. But anyway, so in my world, I try to keep things on topic. I don't like dead air and things like that. So JJ explained, it's not radio, it's podcasting. It's supposed to be natural. Just fucking relax. It's basically what he said to me. So that's what I'm doing. Now, last week, John, that's right. I only one named you now. That means you're in trouble. Last week, you made some outlandish statements. Now, I'm sure it's very hard for you to narrow those down because you make so a, many. Yeah, you make a lot of outlandish statements, but you don't make a lot of statements that cause a listener to send in a fucking sound clip slash video, dude. Ooh. So let's find it. Now, I'm going to play it so that you can hear it. Okay. And then for folks at home, I'll actually edit in the proper quality because you, know, you could, you could have just like, said no okay i'm gonna play it and you could have just not yeah. mentioned it and then yeah, no one i know ever known. i know oh, but wow. when i try to do clever things like that you call me on it and show me up so i had to be honest how would i have known well i would figured you would assume you're gonna be like oh is that the part where you're gonna edit it in as if it did as if well, it would just... Assume, i would just thought they would have heard this anyway they'll hear it anyways now listen folks here we are from our one of our loyal listeners and friends here's what this person had to say to my co-host just Johnny. Wait, I think I know what it's about. Do you want me to play it now? Ready? No, fine. Okay. Fine. Right, fine. All right, Matt Lease. I just want you to know, I immediately started listening to the new episode of Legend in My Spare Time. I stopped it at 2707 because I was so ashamed that Johnny has not seen the Blues Brothers that I stopped listening to the podcast. He needs to remedy this. I mean, seriously, he needs to remedy this. I stopped the fucking podcast because I was so disappointed. And just because you can't see it at home, folks, at the end of that video, Uncle Joey stared right down the pipe, right down the camera. 
and gave you I'm that look. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Dude. I think you might want to go back and double check, but I think you might have said JJ sent this in, not Joe. Oh, well, it was Uncle Joey, ladies and gentlemen. If I mix it up, it was Uncle Joey. I mean, I'm sure JJ is just as, just as ashamed of you, maybe for a different reason. But that's right, folks. Last week, my co-host, my best buddy, the best man at my fucking wedding, had the, the, the gall, the downright ego to admit to me that he has never seen the Blues Brothers movie. Now, he gives me some bullshit excuse like, oh, I grew up in Wales, I did. It didn't fucking transition over here. I know loads of motherfuckers here that have seen the Blues Brothers. So. Okay, yeah, okay. Wait, on that topic. Okay. You say you know a load of people who've seen the Blues Brothers. Uh-huh. How many of those people are either A, a lot older than us, more, more, a lot older than me, or B, not really into their music. Well, first off, I'm not that much older than you. Second off, I don't don't ask me for details when I'm trying to just say that you're wrong and you're incorrect and you've been uh, terrible and you're a horrendous human being. Don't come at me with facts to try to beat that. <laughs> but again, like you said, you literally said on this show, on this episode, that you got into radio broadcasting. Which means that you might either have some kind of uh, interest in how sound and all that works, and you might mm-hmm. also be interested in music itself. Who, me? Why would I be interested in music? Exactly, right? It's not like you've ever been in a band no, or have like, any songs out there. It's no, not like you are no. le- legit into music. No, it's not like I'm a legit musician or anything who used to play in a fucking rock and roll blues band. Yeah! So, <sighs> come on, it's kind of like... This would have spoke volumes to you. I, the only musical I think I've seen is because I was kind of made to see it when I was younger was Grease. Okay, okay. But, you know, and it's uh-huh. like, it's a musical about the blues that came out in the 80s. As someone that's tone deaf, and I couldn't even tell the difference between the blues and the pinks. Again, because I'm colorblind. Oh, hey, that's a good Three. one. For a minute, I was like, blues and pinks? What the fuck is he talking about? Really well done. I like that one. But that's a, it's like, as someone who's not musically inclined... And it it kind of came out before my time. So, you know, when I was young, I was watching cartoons. And as I got older, you kind of like, oh, it's an old film. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I'm. Tr- you just said some magic words, though. 80s. Perfect. Musical comedy. Perfect. It has Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi and Princess Leia and, John, I, I, and John Candy. What more do you stripes. want? Huh? I've seen Stripes. Okay, that's fine. I'm just but, saying, it's got all them. It's got a little bit of singing, a little bit of dancing. It's not the Blues Brothers, though, man. I'm telling you, I think you'd like the movie, man. But it's not me you need to worry about. It's Uncle Joey, who was our first ever loyal listener since we started this show in 2009. And he was so upset, so insulted, he's not listening anymore, man. He's probably like the only listener we had left. So this should just be like the... The Joey podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is now no different well, than, than us. Why'd on, you call it a Joey? Well, look, it's just for Joe. It's just just for so he's the only guy listening. I'm, I know that's not true. We got Danny Abbott, Danny Abbott listening. Thank you very much, my friend. Lily Zemi, Librarian Kate. We do have people listening, but for the purposes of me arguing with just Johnny, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. He ruined it, and now no one's listening, and we're just talking to ourselves. So, how do you plan to rectify this, sir? Do you plan to watch the Blues Brothers? As long as you have absolutely no follow-up questions ever, then yes. Yes, I do. You wouldn't be lying to Uncle Joey now, would you? It's not lying, is it? Well, I mean... I mean... Deliberately misleading, then? 
Yeah, I, I mislead Joey. I, I'm not, I, as you well know, because you pointed this out earlier on, you were like, I'm going to fucking lend you the DVD. And then you were like, shit, you haven't got a DVD player. Yeah, you don't have a so. DVD player. You don't have a Blu-ray player. You don't have a console. It's like you live in the dark ages, man. Everything's digital these days. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure Blues Brothers is on many digital things. I'm sure you could find it if you wanted to. But apparently, you don't want to. That's okay. But I, I'm not going to pay for it Look, on a risk that I might not like it. I'm going to take a page out of the book of our aforementioned friend, J.J. Hawkins, who is one of the nicest people I know. And he would want me, perhaps, he would want me to cut you a break and just move along and leave you, you. So he may now message me later and go, no, fuck that dude. But, you know, who knows? So I'm going to take a page out of JJ's book. I'm going to be a good guy, and I'm going to say, okay, you haven't seen the Blues Brothers. You're not interested. You're wrong, but you're entitled to be wrong. There you go. See, I'm everyone's allowed. Everyone's allowed their own opinion. Even when they're wrong. The thing is, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Feld. F-E-L-D. Feld. Try it again. I don't like it. Okay. You tolerate it? No, I, I fucking assume. love it. It's fucking hilarious. Okay? There you go. See, it's a difference of opinion. Uh, but is it? Because when it's my opinion against yours, it's just a matter of right and wrong, I think. Is it, though? Yeah, I think it is. In my head, it is. And in your head, it is, right? Exactly. So, but isn't this, isn't this literally the, the whole basis for every quarrel, debate, argument, or ever? It's one person think they're right and the other person's wrong? Flat earthers, for Christ's sake, you know? Yeah, we know. Anti-vaxxers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Religion. Yeah. Okay, look. I've already said I'm cutting, I'm cutting you a break. Okay? So, <laughs> After a couple of digs. <sighs> Listen, we have some follow-up from listeners, okay? Because there was another thing you and I argued about last week outside of the Blues Brothers. Do you remember what that was? It was the socks. That's right, it was. So. That's what I thought this video was about. I asked the listeners to hook me up. And let me know what's happening. So we already know Uncle Joey is wearing white socks, okay? And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that he also said "fuck you, Johnny" on the end of his video because he probably did. All right, Big Jim, my boy, Big Jim Barber, all the way from Ontario, Canada. Now, the way I know Jim is, I don't know if we ever told this on the, on the, podcast, <laughs> the sock convention. That's right, we <laughs> met at a white sock convention. No, 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 Big Jim, Ooh. I met at P W. No, white sock, white socks convention, not like a white. Fuck you. Anyway, many moons ago, I was the ring announcer and referee for the Pure Wrestling Association, PWACanada.com. And Big Jim was a loyal follower and used to be in the crowd all the time. Okay. And I always knew him to be like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Nice to see you again. How you doing? That kind of thing. Right. Polite. You know me. That's about as close as I get to friendship. You know what I'm saying? So I used to always uh, end up ring announcing these shows, ladies and gentlemen, but impact Eddie Osborne the guy who ran the shows, and my buddy, he loved throwing me under the bus. And what I mean by that is, is I would show up to a show thinking I was running the sound. Just just sitting behind a mixing board, right? Jeans, t-shirt, hoodie, fucking perfect. That's the Matt Lee's costume. Jeans, t-shirt, and a hoodie. And then all of a sudden, I'd show up, and he'd go, oh man, the ring announcer didn't show up. Can you ring announce? And I'd be like, but I'm in fucking jeans and a t-shirt, man. Now, just Johnny, you don't know much about wrestling, but I'm sure even you know, the guy doing the announcing in the ring is always in like a nice suit, right? Just like boxing, just like MMA, they're dressed nice, yeah? Yeah. So he used to make me go in the ring and look like a fucking dickhead trying to announce in a fucking red hoodie. You know what I mean? So, as a wrestling fan, oh, you won't know this, but as a wrestler, you always have your gear in your car because you never know. So, I went out and I bought myself a cheap 
but still a suit, a nice black suit. I don't like dressing up. You know this. Listeners now know this because I literally just told them. So I get to this show and Impact Eddie Osborne is giving me this look. And anytime he looked at me like that, I know it's because he's trying to fuck me over with something. You know what I'm saying? So he says, Uh, dude, I need you to ring announce. The announcer didn't show up. So I run out to my car because I'm like, I'm prepared for this motherfucking thing. I got a suit and everything. So I get my suit on and I finally feel prepared for this show I'm about to announce. I'm excited because I don't feel out of place. I get out there. The music kicks. I walk to the ring. The crowd is silent. And it's just as I'm about to do my whole, I have a new echo pedal on my new mixer. So now I can do the whole, ladies and gentlemen, the Pure Wrestling Association is proud to welcome you to... And as I'm doing my whole announcer voice, here you hear Big Jim from the crowd go, Hey, nice suit! <laughs> and to this day, that must have been 10 years ago. To this day, he'll randomly send me messages or posts on my Facebook thing that say, Hey, nice suit. So, that was wonderful, Big Jim. Thanks for killing my buzz, and thanks for being a listener all these years. We do thoroughly appreciate you. So here's what he had to say. At Legend Podcast. On Twitter, I'm wearing white socks right now, and fuck anyone who tells you what to wear. And then he went brave and did the hashtag white socks, hashtag can think that we were too... Uh, That's right. Did. I was like, don't start hashtagging white, whatever you do, folks. Um, so there you go. There's one. Fuck you. Uh, Librarian Kate, at Legend Podcast. My boyfriend wears white socks, so you're not alone, Matt. Also, I'm wearing socks with the middle finger on them. Best socks ever. I agree, Librarian Kate, and thank you. Uh, she also said that, uh, based on our last episode, uh, Hey legend podcast, you're sounding a little bit Brooklyn Italian on this episode for some reason, or I'm just hanging out, hanging around my friend Pete too much. You know, if somebody says I'm sounding Brooklyn Italian, that's always a compliment. Hey, over here. Right. Well, no, you, you can dig your own grave on that one. Well, I mean, hey, listen, if you hear the accents they pull on our friend's show, Dinner and a Podcast, I don't know what the fuck they're up to, but boys, not Australian, not English, none of those accents are accurate, So, but I'm sure they'll say that Or was when the they point. try and talk soccer and Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. Like just, What's going on? Folks, just Johnny is not a football fan, and even he knows that Arsenal suck dick. So what does that tell you? You know what I mean? I mean, we have our friends, the, the Gooners in the USA. They're on the IHOP network. They host a show about Arsenal Football Club. Now, I wish them all the best, right? Because they're our IHOP network brothers. You know what I mean? I hope they get millions of listens. I hope they're the biggest football podcast in the world. But me personally, I would rather shit in my own hands and clap than feature on an Arsenal podcast. There, I said it. There, I said it. I'd be saving that joke up for ages. <laughs> and work you write it down oh my god this is gonna be genius i know i've been waiting for that time uh so yeah so there we have it folks uh so white socks are in uh just johnny needs to watch the blues brothers uh you know there we go we're all caught up from last week i want to thank folks wait, for, wait, wait. For, for writing there, in wasn't there one thing that i i i added about this whole white sock thing I'm well, pretty it's, sure it went something along the lines it's, of... It's similar to your defense of the Blues Brothers things. Oh, it just didn't translate over here. So what you're now going to say to me is, yeah, but that's your American friends. I did. I said I guarantee that it might be a White Sox thing, and even you brought this up in work, that back in on the American continent, Canada, America, that White Sox is kind of a commonplace thing. Yeah. It's, over here, it didn't translate. Well, folks... And... Yeah. Uh, you also agreed that when wearing smart clothes that you never wear white socks. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, but I, I usually, I'm always like in a pair of shoes or 
uh, trousers. That's true. I, I've only seen you in run, I've only seen you in running shoes like once. Yeah, I think that's like when you literally saw me going to the gym or coming out of the gym. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Folks, I don't know how even then it's black socks. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was, folks, I don't know how hard it is. Sorry, I don't know how to explain how hard it is to be the only weird one. When if I was over there with all of yous listening to this right now, he'd be the weird one. Just John, not me. I'm not the weird one, but it's because I grew up somewhere different. I came here with all these fucked up ideas and ideals, and now these fucking Welshies make fun of me all the time. And it makes me <gasps> sad. Bullying. Bullying, just because I wear white. I don't like where that's going. Ooh, yeah. Anyway. White <laughs> sucks segue, for segue, life. Segue, segue. White sucks segue. for life, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Now, there we have it. So, <sighs> do we tell the little story about our former guest on this show, Tony Dad Joke, trying to kill my wife? I think we should. I think I feel like we've told it, but it would have been like a year ago, so maybe we didn't. So, my wife's birthday is in July. Now, that's important for a part of the story that I'll now tell you because this story starts in January, many months before my wife's birthday. Now, Mr. Dad Joke or Granddad Joke, as we now call him, whose belly's getting a bit big. Tone, maybe Ooh. a couple less Skittles, mate. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, now let's play. Let's see who's listening. It's definitely not him. Uh, so I went to him in January because himself and his daughter make birthday cakes. Uh, and, you know, they're they're quite good, aren't they, Just Johnny? They are. They look... Um it's, you know, one of them, prof- I say professionally made, the big ones that look design- well-designed. Yeah. I mean, now they're not like the official uh, sweets and cake baker of the IHOP network, which is, of course, Marie DeZio. You'll know her just, Johnny, because she helped mm. us send a box of dicks to dinner in a podcast. <laughs> so, Although, kind of seeing the photos, do you know the one thing that's going through my head? What's that? They look really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so, Joe on the show said, I don't care, man. These are fucking delicious. So, you know. I was just like kind of sad. I was like, oh, I want one. Yeah, I kind of want a dick cookie now too. Uh, so if you want to send someone some dick cookies, check out Dezio Bakes, you know, the official baker of the IHOP network. Although I'd like to, the word baker, I, I kind of think maybe I could be the official baker of the IHOP network. Maybe for a different reason. Maybe for a different reason. Anyway. So I go to Tony Dad Joke and I say, listen, man, will you and your daughter make a cake for my wife for her birthday on July 20th? And he says, sure, man, no problem. What kind? As in what flavor? And I said, you, you've heard the story a million times now, Just Johnny. What was the one instruction I gave to Dad Jokes? Well, it doesn't matter as long as it's not strawberry. As she is really, really allergic yes, to strawberry. Yes, that's right. My wife, Rachel, is a small portion of the world who is actually allergic to strawberries, okay? So I say to him, whatever flavor you want, man, just not strawberry. Oh, okay. And for the design, I said, let's go Little Mermaid, man. Let's hook that shit up, you know, because that's Rachel's favorite. Let's do it. So January, February, March, April, May, June, July, five, six, seven months notice. Yes, I had to count them on my hands. Fuck you, listeners. You know how I do with math. Seven months I notice. And he finally brings me the cake. And it's it's very nice. I'm looking at it and I'm really going, good. you know what? This looks awesome. I'm really surprised that Tony Dad Joke had anything to do with this because it looks really good. So, get it home. It's Rachel's birthday. We're celebrating. I cut the cake open. And in the middle of that fucking cake, there's this little red stuff right through the middle. Little red stuff. Little red stuff. And Rachel looks at it and she says, well, what's that? Is that strawberry? And I said, there's no way. I gave him seven months notice. No way did granddad jokes do that to me. No way. Go ahead and eat it. I guarantee you it's okay. She says, look, maybe we should just check first. 
So being the, you know, kind of begrudgingly thinking, no way did Tony dad jokes do this to me. I message him going, dude, the red stuff in the middle, Rachel thinks it's strawberry. What is it? And then I see, you know, in WhatsApp, when you see that someone's typing uh, yeah. and then it stops and then it says typing and then it stops and then it says typing and then it stops and then the message comes through. It's strawberry. I was going to say, because you know that he was thinking uh, it's strawberry, you dickhead. And then he's like, wait, he probably had that moment. Where he's like, why would Matt be asking me this? Yeah. Was this something I was supposed to? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And that's probably when he went through his wallet to find the note we had written that said anything but strawberry and went, shit. So not only did he ruin my wife's birthday, he also tried to kill her by giving her the one thing I said she was allergic to. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, is that a friend? Is that what a friend would do? I mean, if Dad Joke wants to try to kill me, that's fine. I'm a mouthy, rude motherfucker. You know what I mean? But You probably deserved it. The poor legend wife didn't do anything to him. You know? If anything, anything she's more respectful she, to him than I am. Yeah, she takes his side more than... Uh, that's right. And he tried to kill he her. Has. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you need a cake, get it from fucking Dezio Bakes. Don't get it from Tony because he'll just try to kill you. And not with his shitty jokes. No. Now, on that note, though, that on that note, just Johnny, he did send us a joke. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, just kidding. He didn't actually send us a joke. I just wanted to see how quickly you could reach the hang-up button on your Skype. But I'm glad that you didn't. So there you are. A big red one there. Look at that. I know. Look at that pretty button. So that's... um. Huge. That's how we, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's how we tried to kill my wife, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. I hope you're all happy with that story, and I hope he's very proud of himself listening to this up in heaven because we killed him off. Nathan. <sighs> yeah, young boy Nathan killed him. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. You have to dig back in the archives if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, or maybe you don't really care that much and you're going to move on with your life. And you know what? That's fine too. That's fine too. Now. I wanted to finish off on one final kind of thought thing that I've been, something I've been watching. <laughs> one final thought thing that I've been thinking. That's right. One final thought thing I've been thinking. Um, and there is a documentary that I watched that I would love to discuss with you. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Maybe you have. Uh, the Disappearance of Madeline McCann. No, it's on my to watch list. Is it? Right. So it's yes. eight episodes. Okay. Uh, all you folks may, I'm sure folks know the story. Family takes wait, the. Wait, wait, wait. Just before you mention this, let's do a poll. Right, obviously, before anyone of the listeners listen, send us a message. Do you know this case? Like, yeah. Because it might just be a British thing, because obviously a British family was involved. True, yeah, good point. So It'd when be interesting I, to see yeah, how far. When it, I said Madeline McCann, before we talk about it, did you folks know what I was talking about? Hit us on Twitter, at Legend Podcast. Let us know if it transitioned, if it made it over year. As if just it John translated. If it translated. So. That said, now I'll explain it to you. So we want to know if you knew before I explained it. But a family, of uh, a mom and a dad, two doctors, took their three children and a bunch of their friends and everything, went on a holiday to Portugal. Uh, and uh, kind of at night, what they would do is, now, this is another, I like this. This just gave me a great thought because you and I have a lot of these talks about like, oh, it's different when I grew up in the UK. It's different in the North America, that kind of thing, right? And this one's yeah. perfect because here's what would happen, folks. They take their kids on a vacation. They put their kids to bed and then all the fam, all the parents would then go to the bar in the hotel or downstairs from the hotel, leaving their kids unattended in the bedroom. Okay. The twins were very young, right? Like her twin brother and sister were very, very young. Uh, and yeah, Madeline like sort of instilling cots. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And Madeline McCann was like three or two. Anyway, Something like that. very young. Okay. So 
In this documentary, they continue to make the point, or the ones defending the story do anyway, they continue to make the point of, oh, it's a very British thing to just leave your kids in the hotel room while you go for drinks. It's a very British thing to put them to bed and go out for the evening. Uh, I beg to fucking differ myself. Okay, Uh, so I also want to know from you listeners, is that fucking normal? You take your kids on holiday, leave them in the hotel room and go for drinks in the bar. I vote no. What about you? Just Johnny? Yeah, that's not a thing over here. (laughs) Uh, I can't even remember like when I was left alone, but it was definitely not. It was maybe sort of 14 ish, 13, 14. Exactly. So that's only for a few hours when it's like, you know, and it's if it's an emergency. Go next door. Yeah. Like, you know, just don't. Don't burn the house down for fuck's sake, yeah. you, you know. Yeah, exactly. So when they kept saying in the dock, oh, it's a very British thing. I was like, it fucking isn't, man. It's a weird thing. So they leave the kid unattended. The kids, this group of parents, allegedly every 20 minutes went back to the hotel room to check on the kids and they went back to dinner. Okay. With me so far, nice and simple. Allegedly. Now it's like- mum's turn. What was her name? Jerry McCann, Jenny, whatever. Mrs. McCann. Kate. Mother. Kate. That's her fucking name. Now it's Kate's turn to go check on the kids. She goes back to the room. Remember now, it's only been 20 minutes since the last guy checked, allegedly, right? Goes back into the room. Madeline McCann is gone. No trace. Gone. The two baby twins are still asleep in their cot, in their whatever you guys call it, in America, in their bed, okay? So then that's the beginning of this story. And then you have an eight-hour documentary about all the fucked up shit that went on with these parents. Kind of like all the evidence looking into yes, it, isn't it? That's so, right. Yeah. Oh, we have an eyewitness that said they saw this. And yeah. then all of a sudden, two weeks later, they were like, oh, no, I didn't see that. And you're like, yeah, you did. Yeah, it's a very it's a very strange case because the stories keep changing. Uh, and it's one, of those, it's one of those interesting stories where the longer it goes on, the more your opinion changes, right? So like yes. eight episodes, I'm sure at one point, Here's my thought process. Oh, the parents did it. Oh, no, no, no. I bet you it was some local pedo. Oh, I bet you this happened. And it changes. You change your mind so many times as you watch through this documentary. Um, Now, knowing what you know about the story, what do you think happened? Uh, See, I would probably put money on the fact that the parents had some hand in this. Because yeah. allegedly, our favorite word, there was blood found, sniffer dogs found blood in the boot of their rental car. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. And they were both doctors and apparently the twins. Now, keep in mind, these were like weeks. No, not weeks. Probably like no no older than two or three. Definitely like not because Ma- Madeline was only like three and they were younger than her. So we're talking younger than three. Apparently, these young twins were asleep while upwards of 30, 40 people were in and out of the room. That's right. Obviously, police, investigators, everyone, you know, like, what's going on? And, yeah, you know, it's very suspicious. Yeah. So the allegation from that is that these folks, being doctors, like you mentioned, would drug these kids to put them to sleep and then go out and party. Yes. So one of the angles is... maybe they mm -hmm. give her too much that's right yeah and that's one of the angles they kind of put it in the trunk maybe a little bit of blood sort of seeped out of her mouth or i don't know what, where but yeah they basically yeah. drugged her give her too much and she died that's my opinion that's your opinion okay now again at one point during these documentaries that was my opinion too man totally okay 
But a lot of other shit goes down. Now, I don't know how deep you want me to go into it, as in, like, spoiler alert stuff. Oh, no, go for it. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to watch all of this, I mean, it's a, it's a research documentary, so it's not really a spoiler, because, spoiler alert, we don't know where she is or what happened to her, okay? So everything is conjecture. Everything is just people's ideas, people's opinions, okay? But in this doc, they then start to break down all the funky shit going on in this, like, span, in this Portuguese town, Okay. All the weirdos that live in that area uh, and the fact that there were stories of like people selling children, okay, selling their kids off to other people for whatever nefarious reasons, kids being sold into sex trades and things like that, okay. Um, but the one that really got me was there's, there's, there's a couple different things. Now, you mentioned it. You mentioned the blood in the trunk, right? You yeah. said they found blood in the trunk because that's what the cops said. Well, allegedly. So. Let's get, let me give you a little bit more story behind this. So you know the car they found the blood in the trunk? Yeah. The McCanns, Mummy and Daddy, did not rent that car until Madeline had been missing for 25 days. What? That's correct, motherfucker. They don't tell you that shit, right? So she's been gone 25 days. They rent a brand new car. And then when they do a test on that trunk, they allegedly find blood. Madeline's okay. blood. Well... 25 days later, so it means where the fuck was she for 25 right. days? So the police come out in their theory and they say, look, they killed her. They kept her in a fucking fridge or a freezer. And then 25 days later, they dumped the body. Here's what's come wrong. On, Here's like, what's wrong with that theory. Because again, I don't claim to be an expert. I can only go on what the documentary told me. It could be full of shit. Okay. I'm just going to go on what it tells you in the, sh in the documentary. Do you want me to tell you what was in the trunk? What was actually in that trunk? Yeah. It was hair and different pieces of DNA, okay? Now, every family member would share, I believe the number they used was 50% DNA, okay? Meaning that because the two McCann parents and the two twins were in that car, the DNA found in the back, there is no way to prove which one of the McCanns that was because it's partial DNA, which would match all of them. But... Shouldn't it be a case of, yeah, like uh, partial DNA, but if it's a hair strand or if it's a bit of blood, can't they take samples and 100% it? Or is it but That's a case the thing. Of there was no blood. It was more hair samples and like, uh, they, they had a word, but like, you know, like dead skin and stuff like that. Oh, there right, was yeah. no blood. Earlier Wait, in the, there was no blood. I'm telling you, you, they go back and do the research, no blood found. I suppose then it could just, it could have just been, you know. Losing the hair, putting bags in and out. Maybe right? yeah, one yeah. of the kids jumped in the back. Exactly. Because you know. if they do a DNA test on your car, they're going to find my DNA in your car. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are, you dirty fucker. So that's another one of the things where you're like, well, that's what I heard. Yeah, but that's not what they actually said. Because they also talked about the fact that there was blood found. Madeline's blood was found in the apartment, in the rental apartment. No, it was not. They also talked about how they found needles and syringes in the apartment. No, they didn't. So uh, when you say they talk about, is this, they mention this in the documentary and then they address, yeah. actually, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, because what they, they kind of do is a timeline thing. So they're showing you the cop who ran the case back then, and he's saying, oh, we found blood in the blah, 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 and this happened, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, they did, when they, because the McCanns, this is the other reason I'm not sure the McCanns did it, because they went to a lot of trouble to hire a lot of really smart people to try to find their little girl and find out what's going on. I don't think, unless you're a fucking sociopath, you go to that much trouble when you know you did it. Maybe one ah. person, maybe one person, 
but not not a couple and definitely not like seven people. Somebody would have talked by now. That's my opinion. Think about it though. How? What's the best way to sort of disprove or to prove your innocence? Oh, yeah, no, I'm with of, you. I'm with you. But that would be like you, you help the stupid Portuguese cops try to chase it up. You wouldn't come home and hire the fucking British equivalent of the FBI to look for it. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, but you would. let's just say I lost my phone or I stole, I got drunk and I sold my phone. And then I said to you, I'd be like, someone stole my phone. I don't know where it is. Well, you know. Yeah, how hard would you keep I, making me look for it, man? Yeah, but think about it, right? It's either one of those things like, let's just say I took your phone uh, or whatever it is and I sold it. I basically did something illegal. So if you find out that I actually had something to do with it, I'm going to try. I'm going to be in trouble. But if I've already sold this phone, if I know for a fact that there's absolutely no way that you will find it, like I sold it to some, I don't know, Japanese fella that's going back home. He's already on, he's gone out of the country. There's no way that you're going to find it. And the best way to make you think, JP's a good guy. He fucking forked out money to help me find this phone. Yeah, it's like right. I fork out money or go to prison. But you're if right. I know for a fact that you're not going to find it. I know. You're, it's intriguing what you're saying, but then if that's the case, where did they put her to know well enough that no one's ever going to find this kid? You know what I mean? There's a best lot of shit going on. Best place to put her, though, is to get rid of her before they even... Is to even like, get rid of her or pay someone. Like you said, if there was like, you know, uh, buying and selling their children, to sell the child and say, look, you have to, if you take this child, you have to leave right now yeah. because we are going to go to the police. Yeah, and um, you know we're gonna do the whole rigor and moral because otherwise there's no way because like everyone, people are gonna recognize. Yeah, well, and people spend a lot of time accusing the mother, saying that she was heartless, she showed no emotion. For me, that's a hard one because I've had over the last couple of years, as you know, I've been through some shit and I've seen some shit, and you don't always show trauma on your face. You know what I mean? So. I know people say, how could you be so stone-faced if your daughter is missing? But you can't judge a book by its cover. And honestly, as I say, man, I've seen some sh- I've seen some trauma the last couple of years. You do not wear it on your face all the time. You know what I mean? So we only ever saw her for a couple of minutes in front of the camera. So we all know how easy it is to fake it for a couple of minutes. You know what I mean? But, but anyway, it gets yeah. deeper. There was a couple that swore they saw Jerry McCann carrying a little girl in PJs on the night she disappeared up the road. Okay, swore blind. And then years later, in an interview with the exact same witness, he said, oh, but then I got a good look at him and realized it wasn't him at all. Uh, now, years later, though? Yeah, yeah, I know. And then here's another one. One of the other parents, not the McCanns, but one of the group of parents they were on holiday with, didn't tell the story at the time, but then a little while later said, oh, you know, during one of my checks, I did see a guy carrying a little girl in pink PJs walking away from the, the, the hotel. Well, where was that story at the beginning? You know what I mean? But yeah, the, 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 the trunk, the fridge, the parents killed her. That was the cop's opinion. Okay. That was his vibe about this. Now they talk a lot about how shady the, the police work was because they were, were kind of laid back and lazy. They didn't seal off the area. They didn't show up for hours after she disappeared. Anyway, if you folks look up who the, the, the investigating officer was, the case that he had right before the McCann case was another missing child in Portugal, okay? At one point in that investigation, he accused the parents of killing the kid, sticking her in a fridge, and then later transporting her in his tr- in their trunk. Uh, doesn't the fact that, you know, the last case that this dude had was another child kidnapping kind of 
I don't know, it would just raise more questions than it yeah, really answered. On him, yeah, because then you're thinking, well, is this motherfucker selling kids yeah. into the sex trade in Portugal, letting it happen, and he gets a cut? I don't know that. You know what I mean? Al- I mean allegedly. If he's a cop. Right? Oh, yeah, don't worry. They won't find anything. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll make you sure they don't find it. will get away with it, yeah. So I'm not saying he did, but the cop seems shady. Everybody seems shady. And the main problem with this is we don't know. We have no idea, and I'm pretty sure we're never going to know. But I'm not convinced the parents did it. I'm not convinced the cops weren't involved. I'm not convinced she wasn't just taken. You know what I mean? I, the real problem is I don't know. And like you just said, this documentary raises more questions than it provides answers, you know? But I highly recommend people watching it because there is definitely some fucked up shit going on there, man. Very, very strange stuff. Um, she'd be like 13 now, I think. Uh, 15, yeah. something like that. So, But she's three. She was three when she t- was taken, right? Do you remember when you were three? Uh, no. No. So allegedly, when you were three, someone could have stolen you from your family and given you to a new family and you wouldn't know any different. No, that's a good point. So she's not out there right now going, I was stolen. She may have no fucking memory of it. She may just have weird yeah. little flashes that she doesn't think are real. The real... It might just be a case of like, no, no, this is just my mom and dad. Exactly. Like, she wouldn't know any different. And if she were to then find out, would she want to come home because she's lived her formative years with this new family, even if they did steal her? Well, maybe it's a case of you got sold, not necessarily for sex but right. maybe for to a family, a rich family that couldn't have kids. Right. Now let's, we all, I'm sure we all would prefer this kid was never taken, but if she was, then that's what we all hope it was. I'm sure. Right. Some rich family used really shifty means to get themselves a kid, but ultimately they just wanted to raise a child. That's yeah. not as scary as the, as the other options. The main point is though, that Madeline McCann had a very unique eye. Her one eye had a very unique mark in it. I don't know if it's called a birthmark when it's in an eyeball. Very unique. So also very recognizable. So it's one of those things, you know, because later on in the story, the McCanns randomly have some billionaire dude that says, I'm going to help you find your kid. So then he starts jumping around the world looking for her. He goes to some faraway country because they saw a picture of a little girl just like Madeline. And then that guy flew all the way there, gets up close to her, looks at her eyeball and realizes it's not her. Uh, that again is, is sort of suspect. Yeah, they're, they're, he's flying all over the world searching for this kid, following any lead possible. And I think even today, right now in 2019, they're still searching for this girl. Like, I remember recently this, uh, I want to say Jeffrey Epstein. I can't remember. Basically some billionaire guy who's like some hedge fund. He basically manages your account. So it's a case of if you give him money, he will pay the stock markets and make you more money. But to work with this dude, you have to have at least a billion dollars and like he's he's shit hot when it comes to money but his personal life is slightly questionable and apparently a lot of people young girls have come forward saying that he's paid them for sexual favors like 13 14 15 year olds and basically this has all got washed under the rug like nothing's happened i think he might have had a suspended jail sentence for i believe it was something to do with uh like aggressive behavior towards a prostitute right. even though it's a case of he paid someone and was kind of aggressive to them yeah but nothing got done and he this dude's a billionaire and he had ties to prince andrew and right. some other maybe trump knows him right 
there's an interview where Trump is saying, oh, Jeffrey, oh, yeah, he likes them young. He loves the women. Maybe he loves them more than me. You know, yeah. they used to call his plane the Lolita Express. Yeah, there's some... It's disturbing. Think, I mean, think about it. A billionaire, you know, imagine if you could pay to do it all. It all. It's... Why would some billionaire randomly step in to help? Maybe it's a case... Maybe he was genuine. Maybe he is trying to help. But why would he fly all the way to the other side of the world? Like, I couldn't mm. pick out kids. I couldn't tell the difference between, like... Yeah. My between, like, say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone in work who has a young kid. Like, if they showed me a photo of their baby and it would disappear, this, if, without ever actually seeing it and interacting with this child, there's no way that I'd be able to pick it out of a lineup in the other side of the world. No, no, maybe no. Maybe the eye. No, maybe, maybe the eye, yeah. But the, even then, so you fly all the way to wherever it is, let's say it's Taiwan or whatever, and you say, that's Madeline McCann, I'm taking that little girl. Well, how the fuck are you going to prove that? And then are you stealing that kid off of another parent or another? You know what I mean? I don't. But not only that, like, why wouldn't you fly her parents? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, the parents started staying home a lot because they were under, they were under suspicion because basically the Portuguese police had a case against them and they were getting ready to press charges. So they had to disappear from Portugal so they wouldn't get charged. So they wouldn't get arrested because they said, we can't hunt for our daughter if we're in jail. Now, that leads a lot of people to go, you would never leave your kid behind, man. If your kid disappeared and you were in Portugal, you'd stay there until you found her. But yep. if you knew you were innocent and the police were getting ready to arrest you, would you stay there? I wouldn't. Again, I'd though, come home and I'd send in the troops. It's the whole, if you knew you were innocent, then if you believed in the, if you believed in the justice system. Yeah, but it's this, again, this isn't like, this is Portugal, now, man. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not calling Portugal a third world country, but in the documentary they referred to it that way many times. So, are you going to let some? I mean, there it wasn't a huge police force. It wasn't like you're dealing with the FBI or the CIA. You're dealing with like the local polizia. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I feel like if I was innocent and they were going to arrest me, I would run too. And I know that would make me look more guilty. Yeah, it it's one of those things that's. I guess you'll never know. No. Unless you're there. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. There is no ending. We don't know where she is. We don't know what happened to her. But it's a very interesting story. Um, and it's just showing you all the facts. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. And I will say that because, you know, many documentaries, they like take, they'll take an angle and that's the story they'll tell. Yeah. I found this one was very straight down the line. It showed you both sides. It told you lots of different things about it. So... It wasn't like, oh, this documentary thinks they did it. You know what I mean? Because it showed you all the angles. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear that noise in the background, that's my cat showing no respect for the podcast and taking a shit, just so we're all aware of what that noise is. I hope uh, that she's maintaining eye contact, just staring at you. No, she's she's behind the magic curtain, but otherwise I bet she would be. Wouldn't you? I would. Oh, definitely. So there it is, folks. I highly recommend you check out The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. And then I want to know what you think. Send us your tweets, Legend Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think about it. And I recommend that you watch it as well, Just Johnny, um, because lots of thought-provoking things. It gives you a lot of moments to go like, I wonder what I would do. Because, you know, um, it's it's a strange it's, scenario, man. Like, I'm not a parent, but I feel like I'd be a better parent than them. But again, I don't know that. Maybe they legit did leave the kid for a few minutes, and she maybe they were checking on her every 15 minutes, and maybe somebody did break in and steal her. We don't know. But... but but I mean, think about it. Like, fifteen minutes is all you would need if they were drugged, or even if they were drugged, if they were asleep. Like, um, in the morning, 
when I, like, my mum used to wake me up for school when I was young, going, so as soon as she put her hand on that door to sort of come in, I'd kind of wake up in the morning. However, I think my entire family were at one point in my bedroom looking out my window during a thunderstorm, and I was gone. I was just knocked. I couldn't. Yeah, and that's scary, isn't it? Wake, yeah, and I guess it's like maybe if they kept coming in and out, in and out, or, you know, kids might not have that same fear like sent try to you know sense the surroundings yeah and 15 minutes like think about it what could you do left in a bank left in a store left in someone else's house for 15 minutes yeah i know i know you but could- th- this but this leads you into a whole other theory okay so let's say she was kidnapped yeah okay and let's say they were checking on her every 15 minutes okay this person or whomever was that took the kid must have been watching these people for days because how did they know to go in right within that 15 minutes? How did they know exactly what room, what apartment, what day, when to go in there and get her if there was only 15-minute window? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's they would have. It's a scary thought to think that they were being watched. Now, they go into that too because the, the family, the, the, all these parents, had reserved dinner at their local restaurant for the same time every night of the week. Okay, so you could go ahead and think that, all right, somebody noticed the little girl and uh, saw they had a reservation and knew what the window would be. You don't know, right? Because I could have worked at the bar, seen the mom come back and go text someone and say, you have tw- you have 10 minutes or whatever, right? I don't know. But too many of these things were like, it feels a lot of it was too convenient. A lot of it was, I don't know, man. Like, how would you know if it was only 15 minutes, right? But uh, unless maybe you knew someone that knew someone that knew someone that worked there that maybe... Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you know, they say that everyone's connected to everyone else through at most seven people. So in a small, slightly corrupt, maybe as it's described, third world country, like, you know, yeah. they could know some of the works in the store or, you know, like I might not know some of the works in the restaurant, but maybe you do. So if I say, Matt, look, I need you to, you know, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. I'm just going to rob them. I'll give you some money. Yeah. Like, well, it could be you, that you know, I don't even know. You could even say, look, man, I'm not going to tell you anything more than this. But when that lady gets back to her table, text me and I'll give you a hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. That could have been innocent. I'd go, all right, cool. I text him. I made a hundred bucks. I yeah. mean, it's possible because I can tell you a, a, a story from my own family. No, nothing horrendous, has horrendous as this. But one time right before Christmas, my uncle who lives right around the corner from me right now. Okay. He's at home, him and his wife. Uh, They get in their car to drive to the school to pick up their daughter and drive back home. Round trip of 20 minutes tops, okay? They leave the house. By the time they got home, their house had been ransacked and they'd been robbed. Jeez. Within 20 minutes. So, again, that's scary to think, well, somebody was obviously watching them, right? But there's too many inside things, just like the McCann case, man. Too many inside things. Like my aunt had jewelry stolen that was in a drawer upstairs inside of a fucking case there was cash that was in another drawer taken so it almost felt like people knew what they were looking for right but but if you want your brain to go that way then your brain will go that way but you also got to keep in mind do you have anything that's like hidden under your socks in your sock drawer like no do you know how obviously it'd probably be stupid to say this but you know where you would hide stuff I guess you're right. Yeah. So you would assume like, ah, oh, sock drawer, underwear drawer, cabinet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of but, course I'm going to check the drawers. Like that's where I would keep it or, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess the point I'm trying to make there is that you can do a lot in 15, 20 minutes. Like if these, if these people were able to ransack my uncle's house, steal their jewelry, cash and Christmas presents all within that window, how long would it take you to walk in and pick up a little, a sleeping kid and take her? You know what I mean? It's scary to think. Right. Think about it. Like there's a YouTube guy I've watched called the, the lockpick lawyer. He just, it's more of a informational. He doesn't teach you how to do it, but he teaches you. He basically does a video of him picking locks, different locks, door locks, uh, a gun lock, like a lock that you put on your gun to sort of block the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, bicycles, like motorbikes, bike chains, like you name it. He picks them all. Even locks that are supposed to be un- unlockable, unpickable. Yeah. And he does them all within a matter of like, say, 30 seconds for a complicated one. This is something that he's done that you think there's no way that, oh he's done it yeah you that's know, the thing like, man humans are incredible so if you decide to train yourself to use these skills for something then you're going to be able to do it man like you know look at uh, olympic olympic athletes or incredible musicians you can train yourself to be good at these things so they talk about it and how the the child the, the child abduction uh, is like a multi-billion dollar industry. You know what I mean? The, the sex trade and all this kind of stuff. So if you're making millions of dollars stealing little kids, I God forbid, but I think you're going to get pretty good at it. You know what I mean? It's one of them awkward. Yeah. It's a scary things. thought. And my final thought on it for now is that I don't know what happened to that little kid. I hope I there are a couple of things here and I'm going to be what I, if she was taken for horrendous, disgusting purposes, I know this is going to sound terrible, then I hope that she's no longer with us, okay? Because I don't want her, I don't want to think that she's being tortured or she's being harmed or anything like that, right? So if that was the case, then we got to hope, don't we, that she's that she's passed away. Don't We got to hope that, right? Because otherwise, she's, we have to think that she's living this horrible, horrible life. If she was actually kidnapped, then I hope it was by a person like you mentioned, a rich family that just wanted a kid. Doesn't make it okay to steal little kids. Rich people can't just do whatever the fuck they want. But that's how the world. But that's how the yeah. world works. So, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to get into it this week because we'll go too deep. But the whole college scandal thing, you know? Uh, yep. I have a totally different opinion on that. I think than most other people, and we can do that next week. Um, but it's that thing of like, look, it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it fair. But that's what rich people do, and that's how the world works. You know we've what I mean? We basically they've created a world which allows them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. My point on that was, look, if everybody on the field is cheating and you're the only guy not cheating, you're going to lose. That's, like that's uh, the- Kevin Fogel, the guy that did the Icarus documentary, uh, some guy who works. Uh, oh, this was the head. one about doping, right? The drugging and the doping. Yeah. yeah, great documentary. The Russian guy, I watched his Joe Rogan and the Russian guy who basically helped him and then went through all the scandal and admitted that he's the one that's been helping everyone dope, all the Russian athletes dope, and even foreign athletes get yeah. around the system. This guy who's like shit hot when it comes to doping said no gold medal can be won in the Olympics clean. Yeah, you I remember. You cannot win a gold medal clean. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, so if everyone's cheating, every, everyone, it's human nature to look for an edge. You know, for yeah. fuck's sake, that's what tools are for. Yeah, there's no way you could kill a mammoth without spears and nets. And That's traps. right, exactly. Well, and, not now because they're all dead, but you know what I mean. So it's like if you're going to get in a fight with somebody and the other guy's got a baseball bat and you've just got hopes and dreams, you're going to get your ass kicked, right? 
It's not fair oh that God, he has a baseball bat. Said last week. So, well, it's not fair that he has a baseball bat, but he has it. So unless you want to get your head kicked in, you better get a baseball bat too, right? Yeah, or a gun or a knife. That's right. You know, or a spear, a lot of bigger baseball bat. And unfortunately, that's how the world works, man. You know, like there are podcasts out there. Now, folks, you may not know this if you're not a podcaster or a musician or an entertainer, but it's very easy to pay for likes and follows and followers and subscribers and reviews. Very easy. I'm sure I could do it within a few minutes with my debit card. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying that the big podcasts do that, but you know, like if, if, if we're in a pod beef with somebody and they spend a couple hundred bucks to buy a whole bunch of follows and a whole bunch of subscribers, they're going to beat us, right? It's not fair, but we still lost, didn't we? Yeah. And that's it's what one I'm of the saying. things like, it's out there. It's, yeah, where the whole fear, that's a morality thing. Like, yeah, you might not think it's fair, but no, like, they're not playing fair. Yeah. Is it, so should you? That's I'm right. not saying like you should cheat. I'm just saying like, mm. you know, it's unfair to expect yeah. everyone to play fair. Well, look, we went into it anyway, so I'll just give you my view now. There's no need fucking cliffhanging it till next week. The, the college scandal, ladies and gentlemen, is a bunch of rich parents bribed a school to get their kids into the school. All right. Now. Oh, prestigious school. Yeah. Yeah. Now, initially, my point was, listen, man, if I had the ability and the means to do that for my kid, I would totally do it for my kid. Totally. And originally I said, if you wouldn't do that for you, for your kid, then I don't know how great of a parent you are, right? Yeah. Now, one of these people is Aunt Becky from Full House, who you guys all know, we all love Aunt Becky. Uh, I didn't really, it didn't really translate over here. Um, translate. So, but, so originally my view was, look it, man, it doesn't make it okay that you can buy your way, your kid's way into college. If every other parent is buying their way, kids' way into college, then your kid ain't getting into college unless you buy your kid's way in, right? Some of my friends gave me some very poignant points when they said, look, you're, you're, you're teaching your kid the wrong things there, man. I would rather my kid earn it, and I respect that too. I understand that. But your kid's going to get through school, and then your kid's going to be however old, and they're going to look back and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I could have gone to my dream school, uh, but my parents, who are millionaires, didn't want to pay the, the bribery fee, but at least I learned the lesson that doing things the right way is more important. Sadly, that's also not how the world works. You know what I mean? But so It's like when you say, you know, oh, I would want them to do it fair. I'd want them to earn it. Like, now it comes an awkward position of, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'd want people to earn it, I want people to work for it, because it's like, if everyone have it, had it, then no one would value it. Yeah. And the, these rich people who get into school take the piss, don't actually study. They don't value it. Yeah. And, and, and they, yeah, they end up working at their parents firm, you know, sexually harassing everyone or, you know, just like look at the Trumps that just running it to the ground, just basically being shit. Yep. And that's, that's the one point I didn't know when I, this story initially broke. I didn't know that Aunt Becky's daughter was a fucking Momo. All right. I didn't know that part of the story, but again, if everyone else is cheating and you're the only one, you're the only one not cheating, you're not going to do very well. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, think, like you said, let's just say, you know, you're in a battle royale, 10 people fight to the death. If everyone's got baseball bats and you haven't, oh no, yeah, but he's playing clean. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, like, you're, you're still going to be dead. Yeah. Like you, yeah, that's fair. And if, you know, if he survives, if they survive, if they come out on, you know, if they win, then it's, yeah, I did it barehanded, but it's a case of, you know, it's, uh, I know, 
I'm with you because it's I can't even sort of put that into words, but it's I know. just fucking fucked up. If you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I agree with it, but if that's how the world's gonna work, then that's how you're gonna have to work too. It's also fucking shocking that from what I'm reading, it looks like Aunt Becky's gonna do more jail time for this than Brock the swimming rapist did. Uh now that's come fucked on now. up. Don't want to ruin some guy's life. But you know, ruined a woman's life. You know what I mean? This is fucked up. So they're gonna do more time for giving a bunch of their money to a school than this guy's gonna do for raping a girl and ruining her life. You know what I mean? Now you people may say it didn't ruin her life. Listen, man, you go through something like that and see how much trauma you're gonna have for the rest of your life and see that, that guy didn't fuck up her life. But no no no, Aunt Becky paid to get someone in school, you're going to jail, motherfucker. That's the other yeah. part where it's not it's not equal, man. There's I don't know. Absolutely not. And I mean, the more you look into it, the more, like, the higher up it goes. Like, if they're, you know, if it was a politician, then nothing will get done. Because, uh, again, to come back to the Trumps, the amount of help that he has given his wife uh, is just ridiculous. And she, she keeps fucking up. She can't do anything. Like, she, she run a company and it just, like, went tits up. And it's, you know, apparently there's no collusion between Russia, but yet they were going to open up a Russian, uh, a Trump hotel in Russia, and she was going to run the spa. You're like, you know, and then he's, oh, no, she doesn't get any help. She did it all herself. Yeah, did she, though? Well, no. But that's the whole thing. It's like, if if you're powerful, or if you have, like, over an X amount of money, yeah, nothing's going to get done about it. Like, yeah, think about it. Like, this actress, wasn't there, whoever it was, it, she's not that big. She doesn't have that much influence. They have to make they have to make it seem like to the public they're making an example. Yeah. But you won't tolerate this. Yeah. Uh, but think about it, like I guarantee the 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 rapist didn't uh, didn't he come from money? Uh, he, I, he must have. That's why he fucking got away with it, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a weird thing, man. And again, I'm not trying to defend the cheaters. I'm just saying if everyone's cheating, then you probably need to cheat to compete. That's all. I'm, that's the only point. I'm trying to make in this situation. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Another uplifting, positive episode of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I've enjoyed our little talk. Make sure you check out the documentary about Madeline and let us know what you think. Also, like Just Johnny asked, let us know if you knew about it before we brought it up. Let us know if it translated, as he likes to say, over into Canada and the U.S. Make sure you check out our friends at the IHOP Network. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Legend Podcast or send us an email. Legend in my podcast at gmail.com. It's been fun. Have you enjoyed yourself, Johnny? I have. I know how much you love podcasting. We breached some deep conversation topics. We did. We went deep, motherfucker. We did. Scary deep. All right. Well, this has been another edition of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I've been just Johnny. He's been Matt Lee's. Please get the fuck off of my podcast. Legend in my spare time. Legend in my spare time.